Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Two of the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy here on WEEI. You can join us at 617-779-7937. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Rich Keefe Show. And you can always watch the program on Twitch. Just follow WEEI. You get all the programs from 6A all the way into the end of our program. But it's a Would You Rather Wednesday, Fitzy. So I got a few questions here for you. Would you rather this Sunday... Have the bulk of the quarterback play be from Bailey Zappi or Malik Cunningham? Hmm. I yes. I'm going to go with the unpopular. I'm going to say Bailey Zappi. Give him and a the go. The reason why go is ahead. because while Malik is the great unknown, Malik would have the much lower floor, but potentially the higher ceiling. Yes, and did give us like one of the only actual thrills this season, which was in the end of that god awful Houston preseason game his fourth quarter drive where he ran it in for one of the few touchdowns this year. Uh, I just want to see Zappi get a full game. Like he doesn't get pulled, stays in, he's healthy just to see like, okay, you are cooking with the exact same ingredients. As a matter of fact, we're even going to take Demario Douglas away from you. So no born, no Douglas. You get two tight ends. You get Parker and Juju and booty and Rager. What can you do with that? If he goes out <laughs> Sunday and executes Not much. a solid game plan. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, throws for like 260, two touchdowns and a pick, then obviously we'll see that he is competent or capable ish enough yeah. to be able to handle himself. But, uh, yeah, I just, I, that's, it's mostly just for those reasons. It's not because I think he's going to be way more entertaining or the, the, the fireworks rich. I just want to like, give him a full game and then everyone can either say, he's the guy yeah. to back up someone next year or shut the <laughs> hell up. Yeah, I'm actually kind of with you on this. And there's also six games left. So guess what? We might see both. You might see Bailey Zappi for three. You might see Cunningham for three. And then thankfully the season will then be over. But Bailey Zappi, in the last two years, we've seen him play eight times but only twice as a starter. Only twice right. was it, hey, this is your game going into it. You're going to play the whole game, you know, barring injury. Uh, and he's 2-0 in those games. So it's a super small sample size. But if he knows he's the starter, he prepares all week as a starter. He's actually taking snaps from David Andrews and not some other guy. He's not running the other team's plays. Like, he's not doing any of that. He's getting ready for the game with the starters even if they're you know not the most skilled players in the world, it's still the 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 ones. Yeah, you might as well give it to him. Malik Cunningham, I don't think is anywhere near ready. Even though he could provide a couple of highlights that you won't see with Bailey Zappi. And I also wouldn't hate if we see Malik Cunningham even a little bit more than we did in that Raiders game. Like sprinkle him in a little bit, but still have it be a a Bailey Zappi game from start to finish. So yeah. I'm actually with you on that. Mm-hmm. All right. Bigger picture, next week's opponent is uh, Justin Herbert, who the Patriots have actually handled pretty well when they've gone up against Herbert. Mm -hmm. And uh, he has a coach that will probably get fired as well at the end of the season, or at least they'll move on from. Would you rather, if you were uh, just uh, creating your own team, Justin Herbert or Lamar Jackson? That's a good one. Thank you. I mean, you're supposed to say Lamar Jackson. Because you know he he's he's won more, obviously a much greater track record in the NFL than Justin Herbert yeah, he could However, win his second MVP, which is which is amazing. Yep. But if we're starting right now, uh-huh. 
I'm going to go with Justin Herbert only because he's a little younger. He's had fewer injuries, yeah. and I think the coaching he has received, though I'm sure Kellen Moore has done a fine job with him, uh, the coaching he's received I think is well below the talent level that he is capable of. So yeah, I'd ri- I'd I'd run the risk and I'd I'd bet high with Justin Herbert. I really like both these guys. I would also go with Herbert. He's only one year younger. It feels like you'd be That's even. Younger. He's one year. He's twenty five. Lamar's twenty six. Because Lamar came into the league pretty young. You know Good when when, okay. when his rookie year he was he twenty one or whatever it was. So. I would still go with Herbert, and I know Lamar is having an awesome year. I still just have that fear. Like, does he have 10 more years in him? I feel like Herbert has 10 more years in him. Yeah. It's hard to rush for 1,000 yards every year or 800 yards every year and still be there. I don't even have – like, a lot of people are like, oh, Lamar is not a passer. Like, I think that is – if you're really paying attention, that's out the window. Like, Lamar can throw. Mm -hmm. and uh, But I just think overall, just like sort of that – 6-6-240 prototype quarterback who can also keep plays alive. He can scoot if he needs to. Yeah, I think Herbert. I would love to see him given a chance with like a real head coach. <laughs> like give him something. There's always been something dramatically missing with the teams that he has been on. Uh, I mean, he has Keenan Allen. He has Austin Eckler. So it's not just like a, it's not like a skill thing, but it's just what a bad franchise that's been over the last few yeah, years. A couple good tight ends, Palmer, yeah. Mike Williams at times like there's just some there's something super dysfunctional about the entire Justin Herbert experience to date. Yeah. But you saw, I mean, for God's sakes, when the guy got put in way back during the COVID year after Tyrod Taylor had his lung pierced by the doctor trying to give him a painkiller shot. What a start to his career. I, I, but like that game, he like went toe to toe with Mahomes yeah. out of the blue. And that was obviously before there was a book on him. But yeah, I'm I'm in on him. I, him. This I think the real nugget though there is Lamar's only twenty six. Yeah, young guy. Lamar's young, young guy. Young Barely dog. able to rent a car. Uh-huh. Just barely. But, yeah, he's had a year to enjoy that luxury. Uh, all right, Fitzy, the Boston Bruins have lost three straight games. They have allowed, was it 17 goals or whatever it is in these last Oof. three games? And uh, we saw Jeremy Swayman get benched. He was not happy about it. So the age-old question, would you rather two really good goalies or one really good goalie? I... Would just prefer one good goalie. Just yeah. give me my go. Just, I just want to so know you who, my know guy who is. it is. Yeah, I can. I don't want. I don't want closer by committee. Mm-hmm. I don't want two quarterbacks on Sunday. I don't need a pocket full of aces on the mound. I want to know who my stopper is. <laughs> yeah, right. I want to know who my starter is. I want to know who my closer is, and I would love to know who my goalie is. Yeah, and then there's no debate come playoff time, and then you're not sure. Then you're too late to put the to make that switch. I thought they should have traded Allmark before the season started. So I am sort of talking out of both sides of my mouth now. Now that you have both, I've warmed up to the idea of just sort of starting them every other game and just rolling it out that way because that's what you have. But you shouldn't have put yourself in this position. You should have been able to free up some more money, grab another winger, and so you'd be a little bit more consistent scoring-wise. But they didn't do that. Now they have the two guys, and then – I think Jim Montgomery, like, it's going to be so difficult for him to figure this thing out. It's going to be one of the problems that he has because how do you not bench Olmark when he gives up six goals, but then you do bench Swayman when he gives up two? And then, like, how do you go from there? What's your relationship like with both of those guys? And uh, are they both going to be bought into him for, you know, for the team and, and for the coach all year? Like, I don't know. I think that could lead to some issues. I heard you talking with Hart last night for a bit over the you know where's goalie bob been in on all yeah. this like we haven't heard that name mentioned very much this year uh no where for art thou goalie bob <laughs> uh yeah and it's odd that like 
So Swayman gives up two quickies, and he's he's see you next. later. Yeah, and then Allmark doesn't do much better himself. Like, no. I, why does he have the longer leash? Just because of his an statistically anomalous and fabulous regular season last year? Yeah, I don't know. And then it was weird. Like Montgomery in the post game was like, "Well, I was trying to spark the team or whatever." And you're like, "All right, but you didn't want to spark him the night before, but or the the game before, so you wanted to spark him here by benching Swayman. He comes off the ice. It's it's two nothing, and he's like, "What the hell was that?" And then he sparked him so much that it was then four nothing, and then yeah. they ended up losing. So what are you gonna do? Who are you gonna put in at that point? Like I don't think you know. There's any real panic yet with the Bruins, but it is sort of like an eyebrow raise. Like all right, you've all of a sudden kind of fallen apart a little bit, and Swayman is just openly questioning the coach on the ice. So we'll see how that goes. Because last year Jim Montgomery had zero, like nothing went wrong for the team until the playoffs, and then it went real wrong. But for 82 games, they were the best team of all time. Mm-hmm. And so now this year, you're getting a little like they started out same thing. It was like, oh, here they are, like the second best team of all time. But now you've had a little bit of a hiccup, including you know losing to Columbus, who stinks. It's not like you just played three great teams either on this this losing streak. If I remember correctly, though, last year didn't they have a two thirds the way through the season swoon, as we called it? Like they went to Detroit, got their asses handed to them. There was one or two other games in there that they may have lost or tied, and we thought, uh oh. Is this the bump in the road they finally hit? Are they showing their weaknesses, a little flaw in the armor? And then they rebounded from it. So let's see. Give me, you know, talk to me 10 days from now. All right. And, and we'll see if this is a legitimate cause for concern or if they just started, started super hot and then just yep. kind of crapped the bed for a bit and then bounced back. Yeah, you're right. In March, they dropped three out of four, which okay. for them was insane. Yeah. Uh, they lost to Edmonton. Then they beat Detroit, lost to Detroit, lost to Chicago. And, and then Chicago was hideous. The Pits. Yep. They got the number one pick in the draft, and he's doing all right. Uh, would you rather, baseball question for you, would you rather the Red Sox sign Jordan Mon- Jordan Montgomery or Blake Snell? Schnell? Schnell? Yeah, straight up. He'll cost you more, but he's better. Straight I mean, yeah, yeah, the guy just won the Cy Young Award. Jordan Montgomery, yeah. something about that reeks of, I went on a postseason run with the right team at the right time, and then I'm just going to get fat and happy. Possible, yeah. Although, did you see the quote he had during the season when they were asking him? They're like, uh, "So his wife is a doctor," and they were like uh, asking him, like, I guess, like, what his wife sees in him, or he's like, "What what he thinks his wife likes so much about him is how dumb he is." <laughs> he was like, "I think she just enjoys how dumb I am." So I'm like, oh, it's pretty good. Well, he's not a doc. I mean, he's a pitcher. He's a pitcher, but apparently he's a dum dum. I mean, there can be dum dums at any position. But I the guess. best kind of dum dums are the ones that like know it, th- that they know it and they stick to it. That's it. Yeah. I pitch. I I'm, pitch. I pitch. I do pitching. Uh, would you rather, Fitzy, have two Thanksgivings a year or two Christmases a year? Oh man, two Thanksgivings. Yeah, my Thanksgiving's one. The, it's the better holiday. My what? one question with it, though, it's the is, well. What do you mean? Well, who said what? Was that Stanley? That would be yeah. Stanley Stisgrimy. Do you want do you, you go broke having two Christmases yeah, a year? Uh, that's the only thing I you was would. gonna say. The, the gift giving could get expensive. Here's the problem: Thanksgiving so synonymous with football, and if it you would really... have two Jesuses, Stanley, <laughs> <laughs> there would there. I guess there would be in that scenario. J one and J two, you'd have like backup. <laughs> but if you had two Thanksgivings and you actually separated them out like six months apart, you yeah. wouldn't have any football for the for one of them. And then I think like then where would you be? 
Not not with all the different alternative and upstart leagues. You got the European Football League now, <laughs> XFL, that's where, Yeah, that's right until Europe really takes over. Now, some people may think that Thanksgiving is the in-season tournament to the NBA Finals that yeah. is Christmas as well. Yep. You could also angle it because there are those who believe that Jesus was actually born in the summertime, but we celebrate Christmas at the end of the year because that's really when winter starts bearing down and people need something to look forward to at the end of the year. It's Australia's so the, summer, or, though. Or so the Coca-Cola... The Corporation Bears. may yeah. have, yeah, That's I don't know. It's just all a big mess. Hard to say. But, yeah, it is. It's hard to say, but I, I'd go with two Thanksgiving yeah, two because any days. opportunity just to get together and feast yeah. without any expectations of going beyond getting fat, cooking, and Yeah, and you don't have to buy gifts. Up. Yeah, I get it. It's probably yeah. probably the safer bet for sure. Uh, you can jump aboard, 617-779-7937. The Celtics advanced in the in-season tournament. And apparently there's a lot of hurt feelings over the in-season tournament. There's a lot of uh, belly aching about this. People aren't really happy about it on on both sides of these games. So we'll get into what is going on with the Celtics and that in-season tournament coming up next. But right now, here's Stiz with What's Trending. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. Trending now, the Celtics advance in the in-season tournament after they beat the Bulls 124-97 last night. Celtics needed to win by 23 or more and started to intentionally foul Andre Drummond in the fourth quarter. Which drew criticism from some people, including the Bulls coach, Billy Donovan. And I'm not going to, I said this before, I'm not going to... You know, necessarily, he's got to coach his team and do what he feels right. You know, I just felt like, okay, great, keep Tatum, keep keep Mullen. I've never ever played all the way to the end. I'm like, I'm, I got no problem with coach, you know. But I just thought it was putting Andre in a tough spot in a 30-point game. I just, I, 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 I didn't, I didn't like that. Celtics will now face the Pacers for the quarterfinal of the tournament on Monday night, tip-off at 7.30. Their next regular season game will be Friday night when they host the 76ers at the TD Garden tip-off also at 7.30. The Bruins had a practice today. They're back on the ice tomorrow night when they host the Sharks puck drop at 7 p.m. The Bruins have dropped three straight and four of its last five while allowing 23 goals over that span. The quarterback fiasco continues for the New England Patriots. Bill Belichick told the media today he would not be announcing his starting quarterback for Sunday's game against the Chargers. However, if today's practice is any indication, it looks like it could very well be Bailey Zappi. Zappi took multiple repetitions at the full pads practice, then was followed by undrafted rookie Malik Cunningham, who's on the practice squad. Mac Jones didn't take any throws in the time that reporters were present, nor did practice squad quarterback Will Greer. Both Demario Douglas and Ty Montgomery did not participate during today's practice. There were also a number of players on limited participation. Those players include David Andrews, Juwan Bentley, Chris Board, Kayshawn Booty, Trent Brown, Ezekiel Elliott, Riley Reef, Matthew Slater, City Sow, and Dietrich Wise. And I forgot in my last trending, but the New York Jets announced Wednesday that they have opened the 21-day window for Aaron Rodgers to return to practice. Rodgers tore his Achilles on the first drive of the regular season opener on the Jets' fourth offensive play. So we could see Aaron Rodgers under center for the Jets this season after all. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Rich Keith Show coming up. Remember, you can listen to WEI on your smart speaker. Just say, play 93.7 WEI. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEI.
Back here on the Rich Keith Show with Vince WEEI. I'll tell you, one of the best bands I've ever seen live. Mudvayne. Oh, jealous. Knocked my socks right off my body. Oh, I bet. I went to the Merry Mayhem tour. You may have uh, Manchester, New Hampshire, years and years ago. It was Mudvayne, Rob Zombie, Ozzy Osbourne. Wow. Oh, yeah. You left no, no socks, no shirts, no hats. They all got blown off. And uh, Mudvayne was insanely good. Rob Zombie was the best live act I've ever seen in my life. Not wow. that I've seen like a million of them, but it was like, it was a show. Who was? Rob Zombie. Oh, okay. Rob Zombie definitely could. It was crazy. It. He's got like women on stilts. He's got like fire breathers. He's yeah. got this big jumbo screen. By. He was showing clips of House of a Thousand Corpses before that movie even came oh, out. Oh, I'm so jealous. It was incredible. And then Ozzy Osbourne came out. They had like wake him up. Like, hey, Ozzy, you're on. And then he disappeared for like 20 minutes, and Zach Wilde just did like a guitar solo forever. Like, where's Ozzy? Sharon! Then he had to like come back up, and he like screams into the microphone for a little bit. So, And there's like nothing on stage with him. Nothing at all. He did come down from like the rafters in a giant Santa sleigh. That was kind of neat. That's bold. He's like, ho, ho, ho. And he's like, is that Ozzy Osbourne? But uh, yeah, no, Mudvayne killed it. And that song's one of the best. Absolutely one wow. of the best. I'm trying to think, what was the best live show I ever saw? Um Metallica in Worcester, oh, October 1991. It's got to be up there. ACDC that year as well when I was in high school. We interviewed Metallica before that show, Nick. Did oh, you that guys was in 2017 really? at Gillette oh, Stadium. Was, yeah, yeah, that we, was a different one. yeah, we did oh, okay. James Hetfield. That was awesome. Oh, nice. That would be the, that would be the guy I'd want to interview, not Lars. Yeah, and he's a isn't he? A, wasn't he a uh, Stiz? Wasn't he a Raiders fan? But I like think an you Oakland, might be right. Like a, yeah. yeah, yeah, like an Oakland Raiders fan. Yeah. I wonder how he took the move to. The, how, dude, how about in Blue Eye Samurai when they played "For Whom the Bell Tolls" but in Japanese? Oh my god, that show! That show! Oh! That, show that show went hard. That was insane. Like, what yeah. was it? so? That was episode six, I believe. So even if you don't want to watch the show, watch that part. And uh, oh man, was that good stuff? Uh, as was the Boston Celtics last night as yeah, they advance in the Big IST. People are calling it. That's the trendy way of saying in-season tournament. The IST. And the Celtics needed to win by 23 points, and they needed the Nets to beat the Raptors. Well, they won by plenty, and the Nets did beat the Raptors, so they move on to the quarterfinals. And, you know, you and I have talked about this. I'm not really wild about the in-season tournament, but if somebody likes it, I'm not going to tell them they're dumb. Like, go ahead, like it, good. If if, If it adds to your enjoyment of regular season basketball, so be it. I just don't really understand why fans would be all that into it. I know the players like they have a chance to win five hundred grand. So yeah, that's they're that's very incentive to it, Rich. They're into yeah, it, they're, yeah. But they are and they aren't. What's really strange to me is all the crybaby bellyache and stuff about. Oh, it's not in the spirit of the game to try to win by twenty three. It's like, well, guess what? You need some sort of tiebreaker. You can't string this thing on forever. So if you have group play and people have the same records and whatever else it is, you need to determine right away who moves on. And they do this in soccer. They do it in the World Cup. In the World Cup, mm-hmm. you are you are incentivized to score as many goals as possible. You are so like when every once in a while you'll see a game where it's like seven nothing. You're like, I'll oh, call the dogs off. And you're like, no, no, no. They might get into a tiebreaker. They need the goal differential to move on. And they're all pros. Like what I don't get about this. This isn't like a uh, you know when Alabama schedules like you know the College of Charleston or something. And they win by 70. These are all NBA players. They're all making millions of dollars. And even if you blow out a team one night, you could play that same team in two weeks and they could beat you. 
So why is with all these like people are sad? The the people who are losing think it's bad because they're getting embarrassed. The people who are winning are like, oh, this isn't what we're supposed to be doing. Like I, I did not see this coming as an offshoot of the in season tournament and the and the rules. I didn't either. Nor did I think all the belly aching like. Oh, Celtics still have the starters in halfway through the fourth. Oh, no, another hard foul on Andre Drummond. Like, yeah. come on. Really? If, hey, Guys, if Billy yeah, Donovan, I understand, like, yeah. Missoula having to explain it to Billy Donovan and then Billy Donovan having to explain it to his players and just everything, all the all the harumphing and the chest thumping and the pearl clutching that went into having to, you know, play for the points and everything else. Guys, it's only a couple of games. If this is now going to set up oh hurt God. feelings and reasons for other teams to carry grudges later in the season to either try to run up the score or knock people out because of the end season, t- get over yourself. Seriously, Honestly, it's get, like, a bunch of babies. It's crazy. I usually defend the players too, and I know they can be hard mm-hmm. to defend at times in, in the NBA, but I'm usually on their side with certain things. But this is so stupid. And Billy Donovan, if it feels so bad for Andre Drummond, Take his poor free throw shooting ass out. Take him out. Yeah. Sit him on the bench. 30-point games. Take him out. And so a couple of uh, reactions after the game. First, here's uh, Drew Holiday on uh, coming back into the game when the team was up big. Drew, how weird was it going back in the game? Seven and a half minutes left, up 30. It was a little weird. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I guess maybe there's some things I don't agree with, but I also know there's rules and... Um, we also want to win. We want to make the tournament and have the best seat that we can. So I don't like it, but I understand. What part of it do you not like? Just kind of running up the score? Or you- yeah, running up the score. Um, I get the point differential, but it just feels weird. Uh, kind of like you're kind of disrespecting the game and, and your opponent, um, especially when, I mean, obviously they do what they want. They didn't have their starters in. But, um, you know, it just... Like I said, it feels weird, but I also understand it. <laughs> Get over it. It's a game. Play the game. Finish the game. You're trying. You're trying to win. Just work on your own stuff. It's their job to stop you. It's their job to make free throws. Like it's just wild to me. So there's Drew Holiday saying like he he gets it, but he doesn't doesn't love it. Here's well, Jalen. That's in bad. I will say this one thing. That is in, that that's good leadership from Drew Holiday to like Olive Branch to the other team and be. Even if he feels the opposite of it, and he's like, "Oh, sweet, we have a chance to get to Vegas. That's five hundred grand. That's yeah. more money for me, even though I'm already making thirty million dollars a year. Plus, I get to go to <laughs> Vegas for a week, and yeah. um, I've, you know, I've never seen Wayne Newton live. Right. Just think, at least he's being courteous and saying that it just doesn't feel like it's in the spirit. When he may, he may feel differently. That's leadership. That's being ambassadorial. I approve. All right, here's Jalen Brown's reaction to the whole thing. You guys talking like amongst yourselves because Joe said that you, you guys as a team didn't have a conversation but you guys as players kind of knew coming in right that 23 points was the the goal so it, it was just something like you guys kind of said okay we know we got to do this it's tough because uh I mean that's just not how the game is supposed to be played you know um when you got to respect your opponents and and two like you know it's just we're set up you know we understand the rules but like if I was another team, I'd be upset as well if we were doing, you know, the hack of drumming in the middle of the fourth quarter. But you know, um, our coaching staff made their decisions, and we we stick with it. I just I can't stand it. So the goal is to win every game, right? We can all agree on that at the very least. Correct. But apparently, if you win by too much, you're disrespecting the game. So if you play too well, 
You're disrespecting the game. So we can go through all the different games from the last several years where the Celtics have won by like 30 points. But, well, they had Tatum on the bench, but did Peyton Pritchard and Sam Hauser stop shooting threes? And did all the bench guys stop shooting threes and playing hard? Or they're not supposed to play hard? Like, I, even as like a, a kid in like high school sports, when you were on the wrong end of a game, I was always so much more upset when the other team just sort of gave up or like that was more embarrassing than them just like running it up. And that's in high school. So in the pros, like, so you want those guys to just dribble out the shot clock every time? It's it's wild to me, like, the thought process that these guys have. I, I don't know if they're just looking for something to complain about or or what it is, but it's it's bizarre. You're grown men. It's, <laughs> stop. Like, know. you know, this isn't like the Patriots, you know, being up 49 nothing and then still trying to score because in 2007, Belichick had a grudge against the league and – the entire team was more than happy to play along because they were just as pissed for the scandal right. and the and you get those calls through. too and you get a few people saying they're running up the score and that was equally as embarrassing. That was like no no, no these are all pros. What they're supposed to stop? What about play sixty minutes or what about mm-hmm. you know play forty eight minutes in this case? Like that's what I always thought you were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like the I hack mean, of Drummond thing, like whatever. Then just, take they're, they're, take them out. Then take them okay. out of the game. If then you don't, don't want to. blame the team. You right. blame the system. So if Billy Donovan. Or Andre Drummond or Joe Missoula or Drew Holiday or Jalen Brown or anyone has an issue with it, talk to Adam Silver, talk to all of his lieges, his minions, the stats guys, the nerds, the yeah. people that set this up. Do not take it out. Like, if the Bulls all of a sudden, like, hard foul the Celtics later in the season because of what went on Stupid. in the end season, like, then oh, that's so dumb. ultra petty. Right. Because well, there were other guys uh, complaining about it. Was it actually DeRozan? Not last night, but... Uh, few weeks ago there's a couple other guys that were really starting to chirp about the in-season tournament and being like that's not what you're supposed to do you're not supposed to i'm like so when did this happen i understand the uh you'll always get if it it occasionally will happen like once or twice a year where uh, rather than like running out the clock a guy will like pop a three and then people get all pissed about it like what are you doing like the game's over but this is different like this is you are technically playing for something Yep. And what's wrong with playing hard just because you're up 20? So you're up 20. Like, what's the number? And we also, we saw, what were the Bucks down by the other night to the Trailblazers? Were they down 26? They were down Is something insane. Yeah, when Lillard played against Portland, uh, was it right after Thanksgiving or whatever, they were down some insane number and came all the way back and won. Wow. But so was, should they have stopped playing when right. they were down 26? Correct. Apparently, uh, apparently when they were up 26, the uh, Portland should have stopped, and when they were down 20, they should have been like, game's over, guys. We're doing the new Elam scoring, and we're, we we hit the number, <laughs> we're done. Yeah, it's in, it's uh, it's really, truly embarrassing. One last one before we get to the phones on this is uh, here's uh, Joe Missoula on the in-season tournament. Joe, you spoke about the importance of habit building. How does having an in-season elimination tournament affect uh, that you know that emotional habits it affects your emotional habits um, but it it builds opportunity and so like to, when, once I knew the point differential I told the team like this is a good opportunity for us to work on playing with the lead and building on it because we want to try to win as much as we can so let's for the next four minutes try to go on a run here whereas if it was a regular game we would already have taken them out and they wouldn't play and so it's a small opportunity for us to build some like just mental resilience, and it's like, can we find a pocket of a game to just can we just play hard because it's like the cool thing to do, even though you're up thirty. <laughs> He's an odd guy, but I actually agree with that last part. Like, what? So we can't play hard. I feel like 
Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, uh, this is going to be an issue. Like, I don't know. Yeah, they they might have to address it in the offseason because uh, so many players, their 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 feathers are ruffled about the in-season tournament tiebreakers. That's what I was going to ask was how long until this goes up or down the pipeline to the NBA Players Association. Well, Jalen Brown's like one like, of the faces of the Players Association, right. isn't he? So, like, I mean, he hates We're playing it. too hard in November, and guys are going to get hurt, and this is a long haul because it's May and June that matters, the not point, November, December. I believe, of the in-season tournament is to incentivize some of the regular season games to have less of the resting of star players to have fans and players alike really care about a game in November more so than they would. And also, subsequently... Last night, Celtics are up 20. You might normally say, what else is on? Uh, I mean, let me pop on Netflix. Let me let me leave the game. They're up 23, 25 points. You're like, oh, are they going to cover this? Are they going to are they going to win by 23? So I got to stay tuned. Right, which you would think would be a good thing, but apparently the players on both sides are really upset about it. The one side, "Hey, we're getting embarrassed." The other says like, "We don't want to embarrass anybody." <laughs> I that whole thing is embarrassing. And normally the Celtics would not be a 23 and a half point favorite in November. Correct. Yeah, they were they, they were I think like thirteen. They were a pretty big spread, but not was yet. it really? Yeah, it was thirteen I, oh. going in. Oh my gosh! I thought, oh geez, God, what a! I, I should have put the whole house in the farm. On I that. know. I, again, part of our famous uh, segment bets we should have bet Celtics <laughs> minus thirteen last night for sure. Found money. Let's go to Derek in Vermont on the Celtics. Hey, Derek. Hey guys, uh, I Thank just you. want to say I love your show. Thank you. Um, no, I, I totally agree with you. You know, I've been trying to trying to like Jalen Brown, but those comments are Tough. just ridiculous. Yep. I mean, yeah, you're, you're a professional. Come on. Right. I mean, you're inspired to play. In, anyway, I just wanted to reiterate that you guys are exactly right. I mean, you're getting paid $30 million a year. You get an incentive of half a million to play in this tournament, and then you're going to call out whine about a point differential. So I just... Just wanted. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And thanks. Oh. Yeah. Thanks for the phone call, Derek. And uh, last I checked, there's 48 minutes in uh, an NBA game. Did any of the Celtics players play 48 minutes? No. Did anyone play 45 minutes? No. Did anyone play 40 minutes? No. Tatum played 36. Brown played 35. Is that like this crazy, like run him into the ground ask? I don't think that it is. Tatum actually averages. 37 minutes a night. So Tatum played less last night than he normally plays in a game. Oh, well, there you go. See? So your number one player didn't have to labor too hard for the Celtics to be able to achieve this point differential goal. Look, this is at least, can you not at least like applaud Adam Silver for trying to do something different and just like, you know, following another highly successful model? Uh, yeah, like the soccer like thing it. and like trying, yeah, trying to get again. It's not my favorite thing, but I'm not gonna like lose my mind about it. And I don't think this should even remotely be on the list of criticisms for it. No, I hate the court. If the court like that, the court looks stupid. And if apparently it's all slicked up, like they shouldn't be playing that way. But uh, it has looked a little like with all that yeah. extra paint and everything. Like, and the, like the, those are a little much. Also, the Celtics last night, I believe, played. 11 guys. How often do they play 11 guys? And Porzingis wasn't even in. Normally they play, what, seven or eight, it feels like. Mm -hmm. Uh, Probably eight, but that's with Porzingis. He -hmm. wasn't even in, and they still had uh, guys coming in off the bench that were, they went much deeper last night. So what are they, a a much ado about nothing. As for Porzingis, Mm -hmm. 
worried about that guy? We, we knew injury was a concern, calf strain, but out at least a week, and then I guess we'll we'll take it from there. You know, uh, you have to be concerned when you have the first, like, he's the first guy with an injury really on the team thus far, yeah. and it's the guy that we know carries multiple injury concerns and designations. Yeah. Calf strain. Okay, I mean, I guess now's the time for him to rest it up. Like, maybe take another week off if you need to. But where there's one, there can be many, and we've seen what goes on. Like, a calf injury is bad news. Like, especially for a guy like his height and for in basketball, it's not like a baseball injury with, like, a calf strain. Like, ah, you'll be fine. Right. But, like, you know, you're on it that that many minutes for that many nights in a week. Uh, I don't love it. It's not great. I would would agree. Obviously, something to keep an eye on because he's been good when he's been out there, but... Mm -hmm. The minute they acquired him, one of the first things that we all said was, all right, how many games is he going to play? And so already dealing with an injury here in November. We, uh, Rich, I think we set here on the show, I think we set the over-under on his games this season at, like, was it 64 and a half, 63 and a half? Yeah, I probably probably took the under, but mm-hmm. we'll we'll see. Uh, Celtics do have the best record in basketball. Another win last night. They are 14 and 4, and now they are off until Friday when they play Philly again. So another game, with, yeah, another game with Philly. How many times are they going to play before Christmas? For God's sake, all the games against Philly. Yeah, so they play Friday, and then they play the last time in the regular season at the end of February. Wow, and then that'll count, I guess. Possibly in the playoffs. Yeah. We, we shall see. 617-779-7937 is the number to jump aboard. We will hit on some Red Sox at 8 o'clock. What are they going to do? Plus, there's a big trade potentially in the works in the AL East. Does it involve the Red Sox? Uh, but coming up next, a little fantasy brief as week 13 in the NFL kicks off uh, tomorrow night right here on WEEI. We'll be back with more of the Rich Keep Show next. From the Rubenstein Law Studios, 1-800-BOS-LEGAL. This is WEEI. Get ready to start the NFL week off right, because right now all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay for Thursday night football. Just place a three-leg same-game parlay on this week's game, and you'll get bonus bets back if you don't win. NFL same-game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. Build your own or choose from one of the popular SGPs pre-built for you in FanDuel's top-rated sports app. Visit FanDuel.com slash Arcan, that's A-R-C-A-N-D, so you don't miss out on your chance to get a no-sweat Sweat same game parlay on America's number one sports book, FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in mass refund issued as is non withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Hope is here. Gambling helpline MA.org or call 800 327 5050 for 24 7 support. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com or call 1 800 GAM 1234. This is Shaw Ganshi, General Manager of 495 Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. Introducing the Black Friday sales event. Head over to 495 Chrysler Jeep Dodge and discover our massive deals. We're offering an unbeatable 10000 off MSRP on all new 2023 Ram 1500s. Or a massive $20,000 off MSRP on all Ram Heavy Duty 25 and 3500s. And we're open Sunday. When you make a purchase, you'll also receive two years of complimentary maintenance. Ask for me, Shaw, or visit us at 495ram.com. That's 495ram.com. Patriots Monday with the quarterback question of the week every Monday afternoon on Jones and Mego. Tom's a great, great quarterback, and I've got a lot of respect for him. So, you know, those are Tom's words, right? He has opinion, and, and those, those opinions are very, very um, respectable.
respected, right? He's a very respected player, person, icon for the game. So um, I understand you know, he has his point of view, and I understand that. Question of the Week, every Patriots Monday, is brought to you by Northeast Men's Health. People who call QC Kinetics are pretty much fed up with joint pain. It's to the point where it's affecting their quality of life. Maybe they can't pick up their grandchildren anymore or golf or play tennis or walk with their friends. Dr. Justin Garzone, medical director at QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, giving lasting joint pain relief with no drugs, no steroids, and no surgery. The great thing about our therapies, there isn't any downtime. There's no side effects, so patients can get our treatment and continue on with their day-to-day life. And Dr. Garzone speaks from experience. He had excruciating back pain and got relief at a QC Kinetics clinic. Over a very short period of time, the pain went away completely, and I've had absolutely no symptoms or pain since my treatment. Call now to find a QC Kinetics clinic near you. Call 617-644-PAIN. That's 617-644-PAIN. 617-644-PAIN. That's 617-644-PAIN. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-935-7144. 800-935-7144. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Hi, I'm Henry Winkler. My eyes are very important to me. My eyes connect me with things I love. I loved my late father-in-law dearly. He always lit up a room, but his vision dimmed with age. He had age-related macular degeneration, or AMD. And since partnering with Apellus, I've learned there's an advanced form of the disease called geographic atrophy, or GA. His struggle with vision loss made me want to help others know about GA's warning signs. For some, straight lines seem wavy, like when looking at a doorframe. For others, blurry or missing spots can make it hard to read or see loved ones' faces. Many have trouble seeing in low light, making driving at night difficult. GA gets worse over time and cannot be reversed. If you've been diagnosed with AMD and notice vision changes, don't wait. Talk to your eye doctor about GA today. Learn more at gawontwait.com. That's gawontwait.com. If you missed any of our Patriots Monday and Friday interviews, go back and listen on the podcast anytime. Just subscribe to the Rich Keefe Show on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. Keeps going up. Give you what, what you need to know Talk about who you gotta start Who you gotta say, gotta let go When you be like, whoop 
You doing so good, gonna win your league, but you gotta listen to Rich Keith in the fantasy breeze. Rich Keith is playing like John Clayton up inside the huddle, and he's got a intimate knowledge of the fantasy game, like he and Matthew Barry like to cuddle. If your team got a problem, yo, he'll solve it. Winston Wolf for this fantasy gauntlet, so pretty pleased with sugar on it. Check out the hook while Keith from gonna give you the info you desire. Who to claim from the waiver wire, so your lineup game is on fire. Put him on the board. Championship. You're definitely gonna win your league, but you gotta Listen to Rich Keith and the Fainted to see. Brief. Back here at the Rich Keith Show with Fitzy, W-E-E-I. Time out for the Fantasy Brief is week 13 in the NFL. Kicks off tomorrow. And uh, Seahawks-Cowboys could be pretty good. The Bix is like a uh, nine-point spread, but still, Seahawks-Cowboys. really? Yeah, yeah, Cowboys by nine. Jeez, I mean, that's it's mostly just because Seattle has been so offensively inept the last couple yeah. weeks. It wasn't just that they got boat raced on Thursday night by the Niners. Like, they stunk the week before yeah. against the Rams. Geno has kind of hit that. Someone wrote back. <laughs> yeah, I think they, they, they may have. He's hit the skids, man. Speaking of QB, he's a little uh, in the spirit of Would You Rather Wednesday. Would you rather, whether you do the daily leagues or if you are uh, in the year-long leagues, uh, Denver and Houston are playing each other this weekend. Who's going to have more fantasy points, C.J. Stroud or Russell Wilson? Wow, it's a good one. Uh, yeah, I that's a good one, folks. Believe it or not, yeah, I think it's going to be dangerous himself, Mister Unlimited. Mr. Unlimited. What a what a, a ride year. we're going for. He's had an excellent, excellent. Like he's. Rich, he's re-entered the conversation as one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Is he a pro bowler? And I know we make fun of pro bowls at times, but so, all right, you take three quarterbacks per conference before you get into, like, all the alternates. So I'm talking about, like, just straight up real. First one's got to be Snoop Huntley. Snoop's going to make it. Mac Jones has a chance because he started a bunch of games. Um, But in the AFC right now, uh, you have Josh Allen. I know he hasn't had a great year, but he is leading the league in touchdown passes. You have Tua Tagovailoa who's going to get some MVP votes. You have Patrick Mahomes, who's a constant. You have uh, Justin Herbert, who I know his team stinks. But, you know, Herbert has 20 touchdowns, six picks. Uh, Wow. Yep, 20 and six. And then you have Russell Wilson. You have Lamar Jackson. That's six guys right there. Obviously, Joe Burrow getting hurt knocks him out. Uh, But that's six guys that are probably deserving. Mm Mm-hmm. So you think Russell Wilson's one of those top one of the top three? Okay, so over his last was it was it so over his last five games, uh-huh, he's go got eight touchdown passes, zero picks, pretty good, and a rushing touchdown as well. He's actually that that's the nice thing. He's Mr. averaging Unlimited. thirty yards rushing a game. Mister Unlimited has reintroduced the that escapability, the mobility, a couple of nice little uh, clutch scampers True. as well. He's throwing it, for less yards than all those other guys. That's fine. Okay. He and Cortland Sutton have a thing going on right now. Yeah, it might also, like, which teams make the playoffs, right? It's going to be yep. pretty competitive in the AFC. This is, so. a hell of a, this is a hell of a story. Like, if they cut a know. team to lose 70-20, to 20, turn it around. 70 points. I know. I know. And Listen, Russell CD. Wilson was yep. the punchline in the NFL last year. Everybody oh. was laughing at him specifically. And, yep. yeah, he's great again. He is. This is what I thought he was going to do last year. I thought the Broncos were going to make the playoffs last year, and I was like, oh, "Holy smokes, did. are they bad?" Holy smokes! Oh, we ate that. You, me, Shime, we yeah. all ate that L last year. Yeah, that was rough. I, I thought the AFC West deserved its own special like red zone channel last year. It was going to be so much. I fun. got into arguments with people. I said they're all going to make the playoffs, and somebody told me mathematically it's impossible. I told them mathematically it's actually possible. 
It is possible. Yes, you just win all your non-division games and you split your division games and everybody gets in. And if Joe Burrow hadn't gotten hurt, there was a chance that you may have seen every AFC North team this year ago. Right, they were, they were all right there. Yep. Uh, this one might seem obvious, but perhaps not. San Francisco-Philly this week, which is a <sighs> awesome game, and we will likely see it again in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But don't watch it, though. Make sure you listen to the series <laughs> Rich, I'm still not over the fact. I can do note. both. I can multitask. I can have you guys. It's not rip, easy. Rip oh, you can. On, sure. I can, I can rip Roar on the Odyssey app, and then I can have the game. I'll turn the, the volume down, and I'll enjoy Eagles Niners. Yeah. Uh, it, I got to say, last week, the freaking Six Rings postgame show was on from like 3.50 to 7.25, yeah. which meant that I missed Good the stuff. entirety of the game of the year, Buffalo yeah. at Philadelphia. Nah, there now, was, you didn't miss week, much. <laughs> nope. Okay, thanks. Oh, yeah. Oh, everyone tell Fitzy he didn't miss much yeah. of the game. Really ah. That game was uh, uh, that game It's going to happen dud. again this week. I'm going to be listening to yeah. Danny from Quincy and Ted from Medford and Rick on the Cape. <laughs> Tedford. Uh, who do you who do you like, Jalen Hurts or Brock Purdy? Uh, I like. Uh, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take Jalen Hurts only yeah. because of the dual threat action. Yeah. I can see Christian. See, I think San Francisco is gonna win this game outright, just the same way that the Chiefs lost to the Eagles a few weeks ago. Now I know yeah. if MVS hold on to that deep ball, <laughs> we're singing a different song. What a piece of crap! That one. That cost drop me. of the year. Drop of the year. That cost me. Big time in uh, Are we fantasy talking football. fantasy? SGP fantasy. Is what? Fantasy. Fantasy football. It also cost me on our bet du jour here. But fantasy, because we uh, my uh, my friend league, we also do like the high score every week gets a payout. Oh, Literally, yeah. I need. I had Mahomes and that touchdown Looks with like the yards. I would no. I lost the game and I lost the money. I would have won ah! the game. I would have stayed in playoff contention and I would have won uh, the money that week. And oh, MBS dropped it. Junk punch. Yeah. Oh, it was insane that that happened. All right, moving oh, on. Detroit, New Orleans this week. You like Alvin Kamara or Jameer Gibbs? Ooh, um, yeah. I'm going to go with Kamara because, like, Olave could be out this week after he had yeah. to enter the little blue tent uh, protocol. So I think I think they're going to lean. Kamara's a good one. On I, I kind of like Gibbs, though, because this guy's really come on strong. David Montgomery has been, like, but he's so good between the two. And now I know, like. True. It's a good defensive line, and maybe yeah. Gibbs they could deploy in different ways to attack a New Orleans defense that could be susceptible outside the tackle uh-huh. box. But uh-huh. um, I don't have like Jamal Williams has done squatola for New Orleans this year, so I don't see anyone eating into the multi-talented Camaro. That's true. Uh, and then lastly, AJ Brown or Debo Samuel. Ooh. I know a couple of guys that well. I'll say it for the millionth time. Drafted right after Nikhil Harry. Who? Uh, I'm going to go with A.J. Brown only because last week was a Devonta Smith week. And I oh, like yeah. They alternate. alternate. Yeah. And as much as you may try to roll your top coverage over to A.J. Brown, there are some weeks he's just going to feed. Yep. I think this is a big A.J. Brown week. Uh, I think, gonna, yeah. I think yeah, you could be. I think you absolutely could be right. And hopefully they wear those uh, Kelly Greens again. I don't know if that's the case. Probably not. But, Love man, that. are those sick. That's Love We should probably that. come up with a show top five football uniform. Top five throwback or just top five football uniform? I think football uniform, but you can include the throwbacks, which I think the list would probably be all throwbacks. But if you like one that's current now, you can th- toss them into the nominee pile as well. Okay. 
Okay. I don't think about that. Something to, you know, something to kick around. Just, uh, just yeah. a little bit. We, we got some. T- we got some time. We don't have a lot of playoffs around here. To no, talk about, no, so. no, no. We do not. Six more games, though. If you're keeping track, uh, two hours down, two hours to go of the Rich Keefe Show. We can get to your phone calls coming up. I do want to hit on the Red Sox, some possibilities in free agency, and there's a juicy rumor uh, right now for a big trade that would uh, impact the AL East, to say the least. So we'll get to all that. This is the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy here on Weei.